Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So delighted to be joined on the line by Glasgow, Scotland, London Irish, Ayrshire Bulls legend, Gordy Reid. Gordy, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. I love how you said legend there. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, no, it's great to great to be here. Great to be stuck in my house. Um, and talking to you, yeah. So how how is isolation treating you? What what's your where are you at the moment? What's your current setup? Um, I'm back up in Scotland uh, just now and I am spending time with my family, with my daughter and my wife. Uh, my wife both had a few a few kind of disagreements. <laughs> uh, but uh, we we kind of rebuild them, rebuild them every day. So um, no, really enjoying just spending time in the family, uh, yeah. with my daughter and son of Yesha. Is is that the thing? Is that um, you know you mentioned enjoying it? Is is that kind of like a gen genuine genuine general theme you've seen across uh, the players at the moment, or or are boys starting to slightly kind of uh, start climbing the walls? Um. I kind of always sometimes like it's it's more of structure. Um, the kind of goes out the window sometimes when you're trying to. So much training you can do, and and as I say, if, if somebody says that they're they're stuck to train every single day, uh, that's I think they're lying because it is it's, it's tough. Yeah, especially when you've got family, uh, especially when you've got a four year old running about and you're trying to trying to amuse her and trying to keep her keep her entertained. Uh, so basically what I kind of tend to do is um, try to get up every, every second day. Um, I, I try and do something every day, but um, it's very limited what you do. Um, but at least every second day like, I do like a big 5K uh, run and then try and do some weights um, or potentially a roar um, and then do some weights uh, also and then try and mix that in with uh, some walks, um, like pull again, pull potentially because we've got a route round our our village, uh, which is five k in the dot. So I do that, or I potentially run to uh, the next local village, which is seven seven k away, uh, where mom and dad, where mom and dad kind of stayed, um, and I, I can run there. Um, so I try to do that, but there's so much um, so much pressure my knees can take with. Uh, with um, my um, my ripped heavy rig, <laughs> I mean, is that like? I suppose how how easy is it to keep up your conditioning work, particularly as like a front five forward? Because and what's your setup? Have you kind of got like everything you need in terms of sort of squat racks and and free weights, or is it? Have you had to sort of adapt more? Well, I, 
um, I think everybody's adapting. Um, nobody's got the full the full kind of rig out, um, especially not me because it's not my kind of go to as a gym um, or running. Um, <laughs> my kind of game scrummaging support. Yeah. Uh, but no, see, I I went to my my local school, uh, the school I used to go to, um, and begged and plead, and they managed to give me a lot of stuff. So I've got like a bench, and I've got weights, and I've got um, a roller. Um, and different kind of stuff like that. I've got a big mat that my daughter must play on, which is probably about uh, five metres long, um, right. different colours. So we do a lot of kind of uh, chill whips, workouts on it, and um, yeah, just plod about and do some stretching and and um, some kind of press ups and yeah, all that kind of abs, abs, <laughs> um, and all that kind of stuff on it. So we do we do a lot of stuff there. Plus the weather's been great, so we've been out the back quite a lot. Um, doing a lot of kind of manual labour out of the back, kind of digging and and yeah, cutting grass and cutting trees and moving stuff and yeah, painting all that kind of stuff. It's what everybody's doing, however he's coping. Yeah, nice one. Um, and you 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 made the move to Northampton now, but have you have you actually gone and physically you know gone to Franklin's Gardens and met everyone, or did this all happen sort of you know did it just the timing just was so bad? So basically what happened was they phoned me because they were like, right, we're going to pay you a fortune to come down here. <laughs> uh, so I was like, right, no bother. <laughs> uh, I was like, right, no bother. If, if you can get me my massive wage out here, uh, 100%, let's go for it. <laughs> uh, no, it was a matter of, um, well, they got me down. So basically everything was agreed and I was down on the Tuesday. I don't know what it was. I'm, 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 I think it was the 8th of March, to say. Um, it was a Tuesday night, so they basically wanted me down there. Uh, so I drove down the Tuesday night, stayed overnight in the flat that had nothing in it. Uh, <laughs> so potentially just slept on the, slept on the floor yeah. in this flat. Um, they managed to get everything else sorted the very next day for like mattresses and, and all the kind of cutlery and everything in the house, um, So which was great. So I trained on the Wednesday. Um, and then I trained on the Thursday, but that was a week off for them anyway, so there, there wasn't any game. Mm. So I trained the sorry, I trained the Wednesday, Thursday, then I drove back up the road the Thursday night, then drove, um, stayed over till the Sunday, drove back down Sunday night, went in, trained on the Monday morning, and then this happened, the coronavirus. So we get told, uh, at the very start, right, we'll get told we're off for a week so we can get this all sorted and we can be back in training. And they didn't think it was going to be serious. And then I got a phone call later on that week saying it's going to change till two weeks. Mm. And then I got a phone call. Well, I've already got a phone call when um, the the government kind of shut us down. So we just were like, right, no bother. So we're off for another three weeks. Yeah. Um, so we said, right, we'll just have to play the year. And uh, we had a, couple, a few Zoom calls as everybody's been doing. Uh, with a team just to kind of speak with some challenges that we had to do. Um, so it was just, yeah, just everything was just, uh, was in hold. Uh, so I was, I was pretty gutted. I was excited to sign and I was like, it's a team that I've always kind of, I've always kind of admired and always really wanted to play for. And uh, obviously this has happened. So it's just been a total nightmare. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so annoying. I mean, so frustrating. How 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 did the move come about then? Like you obviously mentioned, you're a fan and everything, but how how did that sort of start to to get into motion? Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I after the World Cup, I decided. Well, before the World Cup, I signed for a year, and so that was fine. Yeah, and then I went to the World Cup, and I really enjoyed it. Like. Before the World Cup, I hated it. I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm retiring. I can't. I, I'm just fed up. <laughs> I I just didn't really want to do it anymore. I was just, and I was in a bad place uh, mentally. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. So that was fine. And then um, I went to the World Cup, and I know it wasn't the best, the best result, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. I felt like I was playing well. I felt like I was. I felt like I, I just felt like I was enjoying the rugby then, mm. and I said to me, I said potentially I'm, I might maybe do it again, uh, but I said it would have to be the right club. Um, I had um, I had other teams kind of shouting at my door, the Saracens, um, and there was other teams too. Mm. Uh, to name, they just made one obviously, but uh, there was a couple of teams that were just they were keen, but I just I just didn't want to I didn't want to do it. I said I already committed to air. Um, which I did 
um, there was a chat, there was a, a, a time that I was thinking about doing it, then I said no, and then there was a few other teams, obviously, that I was uh, talking to again, and I decided no, I'll just leave it, I'll leave it. Then obviously my wife fell pregnant, and I said I, I maybe need to just try again. Yeah. Um, as I say, <laughs> money, the, the money compared to air, and um, I was part time with Glasgow at the time, so. Um, well, sorry, I joined partnership with Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't, it wasn't really, yeah, it was just making ends meet as such. So, um, obviously, that's come up down in, um, in Northampton. So, I, I just dived at it and I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. And went down and I really loved the, the feel down there. I know, I know it sounds so stupid, been down there for about three days. Yeah. Uh, but I just really liked the vibe of the boys, how they were, how they, they kind of, they acted about the changing room, how they were acting chain in the training. Mm. It was just totally different that I've been used to. Um and I, I really liked it. Um and obviously got to do this is happening because I I if I if I had a chance to play I knew that I would have played well. Yeah. Um just because I, I felt comfortable in that environment. Um so no I did I, I felt like it was it's definitely a, a club that I, I could I could see myself at for the future. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously because of this stupid coronavirus, don't know everything's just in, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen at all. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, ho- hopefully that all sorts itself out sooner rather than later. I mean, I suppose what, what you are saying is that you the the Super Six prepared you massively for that, you know, professional rugby Northampton Saints. So you know, it's it's fit for purpose now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you try. You trying to uh, get some words out of me? No, no, no. Um, no, but it, I, I don't. I, I, I see that. I see the Super Six as a, as a good league. I don't see it. I don't quite see it at the stand that probably needs to be, or as as near like as it could be quite good in the future. I don't see that standard being really good for props at second rows. Um, I don't see the. I just, I just don't see the the level being that good. I know that I've been like a bit higher than that before, but I just, I just think uh, the level for front row, maybe backs is different. I don't play, but I don't play as a, a ten or a nine or whatever. Um, I think it's probably was pretty, pretty good. You know what I mean, what I've seen, but as a prop, as to uh, for these youngsters coming through, I don't see the standard being that great for these boys coming through such as boys at uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh, such as uh, George Thornton and Glasgow watching young boys. I don't see that level being as good. Um, I prefer thinking being to learn a trade should we get down to the championship. Um, and I think that's that's where the, the level should start for the boys. Mm. Um, but I, I think it is. I think it could be given a few years to, to progress, which I think this is where the they're aiming for, but I don't see quite that standard yet. Um, when I went down to Northampton, I think I'd done a lot of training myself um, before I went down because I knew something was going to happen anyway with, mm. with the A team, but not, I, I didn't know if it was going to be Northampton. Um, but I decided to, to do more training, try and get up to speed uh, and do my own, my own fitness, my own training. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big, a big a big gap between where the kind of super sixes and professional rugbyers. Yeah. And what, what what exactly you know from that sort of front ruins and uh, front five uh, side of things? What is it that's lacking? Is it just kind of like the the intensity and the physicality, or is it more a sort of technical side of things? I, I, I think it's potentially the technical side. These right. boys are all strong, but, um, but when I where I kind of learned uh, my trade was playing against older heads, playing against big physical guys. Like, down in the championships, you could be playing against a guy, <laughs> I don't, I'm just kind of saying, but potentially a guy that's strong as innocent, probably pumped with the stuff. <laughs> just kind of say that for the thing, you know what I mean? A big, massive mutant yeah. that you see, you play against him one week and he's, he's not technically strong, but he's really, he's like, like physically strong like this guy squats what 200 280 kg and he's lifted and he's strong and then the, the week after you would play against a big massive fat guy 
which will be <laughs> about 150 kg. Right. Can't even run the length face, but he can scrummage mm. because he puts a lot of weight through. Then it could be against an old dead, such as, um, I can't think, I'm trying to think of the guy's name, he plays for uh, Doncaster. Yep. Yeah. Against him, who, who's, who's just technically good because he's been doing it for that long. He's an old head and yeah. he's, just, he's just learned it, learned his trade. And this is what is missing in, in the, um, the Super 6. They're all young boys coming through. They've not had much experience. They're just propping against each other. And then they'll come to a Glasgow training session, they'll get absolutely destroyed. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not learning anything. Yeah, they're running the ball and they're, they're making like good breaks and all that, but they're not doing the the side that. Because I remember when I was when I was playing for a my first game against um, Hoyk. Yeah. I was playing against this really old guy. I played for Hoyk. I cannot remember his name, but he was he was just a hard hard guy. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. a bit just weird. I don't know if it was just weird, but he was just he was, and I don't know how many punch he just. Like smashed me in the face and, and he picked me up and I, I folded like a pen knife um, <laughs> I remember one of, one of my testicles popped up inside me that's how <laughs> how hard my skipping drove Skippy at the time was pushing me and he was pushing the other way so I just basically just folded like a pen knife I, I folded like a book yeah. and you know what I mean I could have done some uh, text wax to myself you know what I mean that nobody else could you know what I mean it's just, it was unbelievable that these are the things that, that I learned from these and this is what is lacking in I would say in, in the, the Super 6 just now it's just that that edge that oldness that old kind of guy that old head that will do that yeah and I, again it was against again another one was Murray Lowe I remember talking against Murray Lowe when he was actually starting for Glasgow and he just come back from injury yeah and he was another one that just, he just turned me inside out and I mean, me and, me and Pat McCarthy at the time, we were like, up, he picked us both up <laughs> and we were just kind of we hanging there in mid-air, yeah. just dangling. Jeez. You know what I mean? It was like one of those fairground light rides, you know what I mean? You're just kind of lifted up and your feet are dangling. That's what we were like in our other prop. Um, you and Murray, uh, no, you and Murray, um, you and Logan uh, from here, he was he was on the ground just looking up at us. Oh, <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that's what I would say is missing. But um, yeah, so so... That's, it's just obviously my opinion. I just think that is what's missing from from that league. Some some just some yeah. some some raw some raw beers. Some some um, a, bit, a, bit of, a bit of anger. A bit of I can't really swear, but uh, the C the C word. A bit of yeah. see you next Tuesday. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I think personally. That's really interesting. I mean. What what did it feel like to sort of? Did you ever think that you'd pull on an air shirt again? I mean, what how did that feel at the time? I know it's slightly different branding this time, but how 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 was that sort of uh, experience? It was it was it was really really cool. Can I been back? It was because uh, I've been away and done what I've done, and then I always I always made a promise to one of the guys, uh, and he's a big sponsor of the rugby club, and it was. Um, uh, Limbard, Nori Limbard, his name is. Um, he's he's like a kind of old. He sponsors. He's a big massive company down in area, uh, JGL. Um, and he always said to me, he said, "Listen, before I die, because he is an older guy, uh, before I die, I would love to see you back in the air shirt." And yeah. he, he always said it. He always said at the very start when when I when I finished with air and went to play for Glasgow, he always said that. He says. I want you to play before I die. I want you to play, and and, and that always stuck in my head. Wow. Always stuck in my head. And then when I did that, and and I remember playing, and I seen him, and he wasn't keeping that good of health, but he, he's, he's he's a lot better now. But um, he was he was a wee bit sick at the time, and then I seen him just a tear running in his face, and, and the same with the older guys too. There's a lot of guys passionate about the club, and when they see me play, they, they were they were in tears because. I because I was back and, and and playing for playing for air again and and that was kind of emotional for me too mm. you know what I mean my home 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 team and there was you can you just know there is passion in the club um, but just due to obviously my own reasons it was something I had to do I had to go to obviously to go to Northampton because I was skint. <laughs> uh, uh, fair, fair enough. Um, I mean, maybe if we sort of 
like go go back to your like earliest days. I mean, what what are your sort of first memories of of picking up a rugby ball? I presume it was a, a air where you you fir- first started. Yeah, I, well, I was at um, in academy, which wasn't it's not the best school in my year. Probably, I'm going to say about maybe seventy five percent to eighty percent of um, the, the kind of the males from my school uh, either ended up uh, as drug dealers, um, in jail, dead, or um, on the brew. <laughs> so that was quite high, high odd. So I was um, the rest of the obviously the twenty percent or twenty five percent was um, they actually either got a job <laughs> potentially either in Tesco's or Asda or whatever, and there's probably that small percentage that actually done a bit better as in um, accountants or financial advisors or or lawyers even, um, yeah. and then I I was probably that that. That small percentage that made it into uh, athlete. I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify myself as as an athlete, but um, yes, yeah, I don't know what else I can classify it as. I'm I, I, I'm a rugby player. Everybody says, "Oh, you're a professional rugby player." No, no, no. I'm a rugby player. Um, I'm professional about me. Um, but yeah, as I say, I was probably that. That I don't know. Just the the. Exception, <laughs> the thing is just made it through, through the through the wires. You know what I mean? Yeah, through yeah. the net, I managed to, 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 to do no bad in rugby. Um, but yeah, as I say, I, I was at school and it was always a football school. Um, half was Rangers, half was Celtic, and that was it. Um, so there was no rugby played right. at my school. Um, and then we managed to, I managed to try and change it. I don't know why I fell into rugby. Nobody in my family plays rugby. Right, Nobody okay. in my family is really into sport. <laughs> sport at all, really. <laughs> um, so I think I just, yeah, found a rugby ball in the house where I don't even know where I got it from. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I just said, let's try it. And, and that was it. And somebody was actually at the school trying to promote rugby. Right. Um, just to go to a rugby club. Went there when I was 12. And then, um, yeah, I was absolutely shocking. <laughs> uh, but I was fat. I was big. I was fat. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's yeah. really changed. Not, nothing's <laughs> really changed much either. But, um, but yeah, and, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed kind of hitting people or, or trying to tackle people and like trying to pass the ball, uh, which was was a challenge for me. Mm. But it was something that I felt that ah, this, I could actually be alright at this. Um, went through the years, and again, I was still shit at it. I was still rubbish. Um, came through the years, and then I managed to, for some reason, get into the Glasgow under 16s. Yeah. And um, I, I was working at the time. I left school when I was 15, 16, and um, to be a, a French polisher, which not many people know. But okay. um, but yeah, and then I decided I was like, I need to, I need to take this serious because I could potentially be be alright. I didn't think for one minute that I would play professional, but I thought, yeah, I could, I could definitely do well. My first, my first goal was to um, to get into the the Air first fifteen team, mm-hmm. and uh, I done that. Me and Pat McCarthy done that when we were uh, about seventeen. Yeah, which I think at the time we were the youngest front row that's um, it's played at that that kind of that level. Um, and then yeah, from there I just tried to tried to work in my past and tried to work in my, my fitness and my, my speed was a massive thing that I really wanted to work on. Mm. Um, I, 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 for some reason I wanted to be the fastest prop in Scotland. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, that's that slowly that slowly kind of um, yeah slowly wasn't <laughs> going to be the case anyway. <laughs> uh, when I got but um, but yeah, as I say, it just kind of the, the love for it. Then everything that I've done, everything that I worked for, because I'm not from the, the wealthiest background that mm. most of the players are from. Um, the most every every job that I, like I I had was aimed towards buying good meals, good good everything, boots, rugby yeah. tops, socks. Everything was it was all aimed to the, to play rugby. Um, so I, so I was always aimed, always kind of wanting, want to. Mm. Uh, I think my first, my first pay that I got was to I bought ten, ten rugby balls to try and learn how to pass. Oh really? Um, right. And and then the other one, the next wage was to buy a pair of rugby boots because the ones were like hand me downs. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I had 
uh, they were falling apart. So that was the next one. So it was just different things was aimed towards playing rugby. Mm. Um, so yeah. Who um who was in that? Because was that the kind of time when Air were sort of you know becoming a real force in club rugby? Who who were sort of the main guys at that time? You mentioned. Damien Kelly, but who else was sort of there bringing you guys along as youngsters? Yeah, well, it was um, Ewan, Ewan Logan was was a massive one. Uh, he was he was prop, he was tight-head. Um, uh, Stuart Fennick was another one. He yeah. was obviously a, a few years older than me. Um, we had Paul Burke. We had, as I said, Damien Kelly. We had Scott Lines. Um, Andy Dunlop, Glenn mm-hmm. Dippets. sort of like an academy process at that time like how did you sort of start to catch the eye of 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 Glasgow at, at that time um so I there was an academy but I was I was never in the academy right. I was in the institute it was the Scottish Institute of Sport which was just uh, it was just basically there's a program uh, come up and train with us when you can and it wasn't it was, it was just like help mm. but you didn't get paid for it like that it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't paid, but you, you got given stuff like, um, like uh, as I say, gym, gym programs and skill programs and all these different things. But it wasn't, it wasn't like you could have probably done it yourself. To be honest, it wasn't right. Like, I guess you know what I mean. It wasn't going to make yeah a standard player, but it, it was all right. As I say, it was all right. You know, Peter, Peter Wright was about the coach, and he was doing some like, individual coaching and. I had to do. I had to go to like the, the school nearby, and and that was um, like to do cooking classes and just different things. But as I say, I was I was aimed towards to doing it, and that was fine. But I was working also, mm. so it was quite hard to to do what they were asking and work at the same time. And yeah. then uh, my mum had to take me up because I, I didn't, I, I wasn't um, driving at that time, so she had to kind of 
commute up and down for me to Glasgow, which was quite hard. And then we managed to change it. I could actually train out of Kilmarnock, which was a lot better. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of, yeah, I kind of just got old and then older and then we, they were like, oh, you know, but we kept on, so that was fine. Um, and then I just started playing well for air, and then I get player of the year for for air for the for national one or whatever it was, Prem one, um, for the whole Prem one, which was great. And um, I remember somebody asked a question to Sean Ladine. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home. You have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, why do you know, Cordy Vitti's just getting player, 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 player of the year and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he said he'll never make it because um, he'll never make it because his legs are no no big enough. Um, right. <laughs> that's what he said. Really? He'll never make it. Cause, aye, that's he, he, aye, he said that. Aye. He'll open like a bit. That's what he said. Aye. Yeah. Aye, he'll never make it because he, he's totally big enough legs. Um, so that's it. Obviously, took my leg size off the bump rather than my dad's. My dad's got massive legs. So I'm probably <laughs> the same body shape as my mum. Um, <laughs> I've been the my, my dad my dad had massive legs, so um but yeah, as I say, that's I always had no bats, always had people that tell me, Oh, I'll never make it such yeah. as my my own boss, my old boss at the French Polish and he told me that yeah, he'll never make it to a professional rugby player when I first signed that contract for uh, for Glasgow. Um, I made sure it wasn't the, the one year I made sure it was the two year. Yeah. I went straight to uh, straight to what is my, my work and uh, pass it to him. And slid the contract under the table, and uh, sorry, top of the table to him, and said, uh, "Look, you go, mate." Wow. And he was, oh no, 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 no! It's not. I, I said you wouldn't make it the professional rugby player. I said you wouldn't make it playing for Scotland. But then, as soon as I get my first cap um, against the uh, USA, I yeah. went with a picture in my cap. Obviously, my my, my first cap. Um, I went and put it on top of his desk and slid towards him. I was like, "There you go." <laughs> um, it was nasty. Like, I could have went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have went off and said you're up. But uh, I didn't. I mean, you don't, you don't burn your bridges, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was been a bit of an ass to me. I mean, you just, you just leave it as it is. And uh, yes, I just showed him it, and he was he was obviously he obviously knew that um, he, he kind of he made um, a, a bad judgment kind of thing. So. Um, didn't make the call, but again, I think that's what pushed me and what drove me was people saying, oh, I'll never make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, don't make it. No, no chance. No chance. He's not what it, he's not what it takes. But what, what people don't know is it's not about weight, the way you look or the way you, the way you are. It's, it's, it's what, what's up top. You know what I mean? It's what drives you. Yeah. And it's mental stuff. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you, if you fuck it, if you and, and, and whatever it is or what, what body shape you are it doesn't matter as long as you get mental toughness and that's what will, that's what will take you through and that's what I believe through it doesn't matter yeah. if, if you're willing if you're willing to put the effort to do it you, you, you achieve whatever you whatever you want to achieve and uh, and sort of when you what were your first memories or like impressions from when you did get into that Glasgow camp like who was sort of the, the big the big names, the big characters in the, in the team at that time? At that time, you had uh, Johnny Beatty, you had Richie Gray was there too, you had obviously Al Kellock, you had uh, John Bartley and oh, what's his name again? Uh, Graham Morrison. Graham Morrison, yep. 
Um, and he gave the Lamonts too, so they were there. So it was, it was in the Evans. What was it there? Yeah. I, it was by Bank the Evans were there. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, you, you had a lot of kind of big names, and I was kind of just nervous because I was just like, oh, we didn't, we didn't have a clue who I was, um, and I'm just there to try and. They're all three obviously different backgrounds that I'm from, so I didn't. But some of them probably didn't really see eye to eye with me, and uh, as in we, at that time there was a lot of kind of I wouldn't say cliques, but they were kind of like um, what's the word? Oh, he's a young boy, he's a new boy, and not I'm not really speaking to him. Yeah. So I need to I need, I need to go and put a lot of effort in to try and to try and change their mindset to actually prove that I was I was a worthy spot in that team. Mm. So I say went and done my own training when I was at home and I seen this was a massive opportunity when I was involved in Glasgow for the first time. Um signed my contract so I was like I need to make make this make this count. Um so I, I got an extra training and I, I trained as hard as I could. Obviously then uh, Gregor I think then stepped came in uh, two years after that, mm. um, I, I was a bit nervous, as everybody was, because the new coaches could then even have a clue who I was, so I didn't really play that much, and I need to go and I need to go and prove myself to him also. So there was a lot of kind of um, a lot of kind of extra training to try and make myself as good as I possibly could be uh, to show what I could actually as as in show what I could do. Um, so. Gregor was nothing and he came in and he, he's like I asked him for time off and I said oh I need to go to a wedding I think it was Yeah. and he's like you have to you have to, you have to, you have to see what's um, what's more important this wedding or, or your rugby career and all this kind of thing and I'm oh, like really? I'm just met you you know what I mean you're, and you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're saying oh you have to choose what's what's more important this, this or your, your rugby and I'm just like I'm only asking for one day off I mean one day um, and then obviously over the years it became kind of obviously he was a coach and everything but he obviously grew fond of the way I played and everything which was, was great um, but it could have easily went the other way but as I say I think it's more for my mental state of mind but mental toughness that I just kept on going and, and everything through that is I just kept on obviously doing so um, so yeah thank you thank you obviously Thought it was no bad, so um, yeah. So I uh, done done pretty well, pretty well for Glasgow. Did Did you go to the wedding in the end? Aye, I was absolutely steaming. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't even. No, I can't even remember. I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, but I said, <laughs> yeah. fair play. Um, and obviously, like the time that you you were at Glasgow, kind of went from like a team that was maybe struggling a bit in the league to obviously winning the Pro 12 final in the end. I mean, what what was it that like kind of changed over those years and what was what was sort of the main like driving uh, factors behind that? So, I think, I think, I guess Sean O'Neill and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shade Monroe mm. um, and also our defence coach, Tom O'Neill, he's a uh, Oh, come on, absolutely shocking my names. Um, <laughs> anyway, this coach it was at the time. Uh, Mercer, Mercer, Mercer. Yeah. Goodness, Mercer, I think. Um, I think they put a good structure in before Gregor actually came in. Right. Gregor was just kind of the topping in the cake, the, the, the cherry on top of the cake. I think what he brought was just more, more speed, more dynamic, just, just, just a new, a new kind of, um, a new fresh, fresh face, you know what I mean? And then yeah. he obviously brought in um, defence. To Matt, Matt. So I, I, I think like they both they just they just added that bit extra to us. Um, and then obviously when she went, was a big loss. But then we got Darren Harlan. Yeah, yeah. Which I know where is is just is just the best coach I've ever had. Um, like with technique to to just a great guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he was just he was just great. And and I always said once they went to Scotland. If anything was going to happen with Scotland, it was going to happen with Gregor, Matt and Dan. Mm. Because the three of them together, you've never seen anybody. Like, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not just kind of sitting up to them or whatever, but like, you've never seen three guys, they're, they're no all divorced. 
because the amount of work and work ethic they've got into putting into a team is just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the fine detail to everything is just was just phenomenal. Um, and that's why we won that. We won. We won the league too. It's just. It's just. Just. Just to the kind of there. They're, um, they're obviously their work that they, they kind of did too. So um, and how they've done obviously done well for Scotland too in the past. Mm. Um, just due to the work. But as I say, it was that was part of it. But also because of the boys, just everybody just got on so well. Like you would go for a coffee, like. It seems you would say, oh, he's, a, he's an arse, he's an arse, he's an arse, but there wasn't any else. <laughs> there yeah. wasn't any guys who say, oh, I can't stand them or, or whatever. Everybody just got on. Like, if somebody was going for a coffee, everybody was going for a coffee. If, somebody, if you were going for a beer, like, everybody would go. Or, or you could ask anybody in the team and anybody would do it. Mm. I mean, so it wasn't just um, that case. So that's how, because everybody was just so united. It was just that's that's how we kind of won because it was it was the same off the field as it is off on the field, and everybody was happy. So everybody's happy. They play well. You know what I mean, it's the same if you're happy at home, you went to work smiling and you put a better performance in. So everybody just was was just dying, was, was just getting on with each other so so well, and then that, I think that's how we kind of come on and won that league too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, what what point was it that you started to maybe think? You know, I'm I'm close to selection for Scotland. Were there kind of conversations being being had around that sort of 2013, 20, you know, 2012 time of things? Um, so I I was training uh, with Glasgow at the time, and uh, we were training at I don't know why we were training um, at what was it again? Uh, White Cakes. Yeah. White Cakes were training there, and we just started a heavy session. And I get a phone call to go over to South Africa for the summer tour to um, to be in the squad because I think Ryan Grant got called up to the Lions. Um, and again, I was shocked. Like shocked I was even there. Um, <laughs> I was kind of... I was there and there a bit with Glasgow anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just didn't expect it. And I, it's not something I ever expect to, to play for Scotland. There wasn't any chat before. I just, in my head, I was just like, I want to start for Glasgow, I want to start for Glasgow. If anything else happens, if I play for Scotland, that, that's just what happens. That's just through merit. You know what I mean? You just you have to earn it. Mm. It's not something that's it's given. You have to earn it. You have to earn your position. Um, and, yeah, that's what I've done. I just wanted to play well for Glasgow. And I just believed if I played well, yeah, I, I would get whatever good's coming. If I'm not playing well, well, you don't, you don't expect to turn. So, um, yeah, I just I just went over there every training session, every every game, trying to just better the opposition the guy I was playing and try to do as good as I could. Yeah. And um, if I played for Scotland, yeah, that was it. But what, you never, what, you never go there. Think. Would you? I would you, do it. Sorry, on you go. Yeah, on you go. No, I mean, what what were your sort of memories from that debut? Did it just kind of go by in a blur, or was it? Are there bits that stick out to you? Sorry? The your debut against the the US. The US. Um, to be honest, I was just I was blown out of my head. Honestly, I was absolutely <laughs> done. I was so it was just it was like hotter than the sun. Honestly, I I don't know why I don't know how it didn't melt. <laughs> honestly, I was just I was it was just phenomenal the heat. That's all that's all I remember is just like how am I going to play eighty minutes? <laughs> um, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is phenomenal!" Um, because it was in Texas, and I was yeah. like, "Oh God, did, uh, am I getting my cap because everybody else just turned it down because they knew how hot it was over here?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just the, the, the bit kind of stood out for me. Yeah, getting my getting my cap, getting to to um, the press conference too was. It was quite, it was quite funny, and, yeah. and just everything about, just to, to lead up to the game, and like I was absolutely crapping it. I was just like, oh my god, I need to learn the calls, and I'm the kind of person I need to learn every single bit of the call, yeah, like to a T. Like I need to be, because the thing is, if you learn it so much, it doesn't matter if you're blowing it, blowing it your ass in the game. It, it doesn't matter. You, you still 
you still you still remember it, you know what I mean? So you need to learn it so well that you can if someone puts you in the spot, you have to you have to know it exact. Yeah. Because if you're going to the game, doesn't matter. That'll just come into play, you know the call straight away. Anyway, so that was that. But the thing that stood out for me more was my agent at the time, Sammy Service, as I said, I mentioned them before. Him and another another guy, um, Steel, he owns um, a big company down, uh, not a big company, uh, a pub down in the air, which is yeah. called the Chestnuts. He's going to Grand Steel, and him and Sandy were talking about it. Obviously, I decided, and I, I, I was speaking to Sandy saying, I think I'm starting this week, uh, before obviously we called out because they told me this. So that was fine. And um, so Sandy was speaking to the Grand and said, Listen, um, obviously, Gordon's mum and dad can't really afford to go. And I was just, it was just this kind of start of my career. So I was, I, I, I was probably more skinned now than obviously then. Yeah. Now you know I mean. <laughs> anyway, so I couldn't really afford to bring them over. Um, so that was fine. So they actually came together and paid for my mum and dad and my wife to come over to surprise me. Why? So I, so I'm singing the national anthem and then I'm seeing them over when I'm singing the national anthem. And I'm seeing them in the crowd. Jeez. So that was even more emotional. So, like, yeah, it was emotional singing the National Anthem for Scotland for the very first time and, and, and getting my first cap, and that was great. But the, the emotional bit was actually looking over and seeing my mum and my dad and my wife there, which was, uh, was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And that was a bit that kind of is stuck in my mind the whole, the whole time. And I have. I've tried to pay them back and I said, listen, this is, I'll, I'll give you this. And like, no, 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 this is what we wanted to do. And that's, that's what it was. So, like, it was a massive, massive thing for me. Massive thing. As I say, it's not something I could have done. But they've obviously done it. And they came over and, come over and see me. Which was great. Yeah. It was great. Wow. Um, are there any other sort of particular matches or victories that, that stand out from your Scotland career so far? Didn't they ask him about the, the, um, the game changer, you know what I mean? The, the Scotland England game, the draw. Yeah, yeah. When um, Goddard was on the bench and then he came on and changed the game. <laughs> he called me God, game changer Gordon. Yeah, that, yeah um, I think that's how most people remember it actually. So. That was, um, like, I was sitting on the bench and I'm thinking, oh my God, you're going absolutely pumped. Then the score was 31 7. Uh, coming to half time I'm like oh no and I was getting the notes with Greg and anyway saying listen I really warm up because Daly's struggling in the, the scrub and I'm like oh no here we go here we go no chance I'm not going on I'm not going on because we're going to get absolutely pumped out of 70 points here <laughs> so I was like I was trying to persuade him listen Daly will come into his own he'll be fine just give him a wee a couple of more scrums and then I'm saying to Daly, Daly, they're doing great. I said, you're hanging on there, give him some tips. Right, do this, do that, do this. This is what Dan Coles does. Can I maybe push push on this side? So I was giving them tips, like, out of, my, out of my secret bag that I wouldn't give to anybody else. Anyway, so I was like, just stay on to at least 65. I said, that'll give me, that, you know what I mean? That'll give me enough time to come on. I'll leave blow, I'll be fine. Then I get the nod that uh, I was just coming. I'm like, here we go, <laughs> here we go. So he gets pumped, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I'm going on. So I kind of like hid a wee bit. I was like, like took my chair back a little bit further so they didn't see me. So I heard um, two at the time saying, "God day, God day, you're on, you're on, you're on." Pretending like it was a Homer Simpson, you know, you know that kind of gift. You, you yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> you, you're getting back into the edge, yeah. Like, so you don't get noticed or seen. So you're like, kind of, I'm like, kind of <laughs> trying to like drown into my, my, my suit. You know what I mean? Trying to, so nobody, nobody recognising me. And then he's saying, "God dang!" So I'm like coming round, pretending, or oh, some shouting me for the the crowd. <laughs> and then he, he runs over and hits me in the knee. God, you're on, you're on. And then I was like, oh, I'm here to go. So I got on, it's 45 minutes, but then, obviously, this is when everything changes. I don't know why, but it just changes when I come on. It's not like I've touched the ball, I didn't even touch the ball the whole game. But I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm, everybody asks about it, and I'm like, well, I was kind of cheering everybody on. I said, I come on and told Finn, listen, hit my ass, do this, do this, do that. And he listened, and I said, that's how we won the game. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, just tell me. Did you tell Finn to do that? I, 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 
whole thing, this is what we want to do. Right? Gregor's told me, I said, Gregor's not told me, I just, I just made it up. I said, do this, do that, do this. And then, that's how, that's how obviously, we, we kind of got the lead in the game and then uh, we ended up screwing up at the end for that draw. But, but yeah, that was that was a major one that kind of stood out. Another yeah. one was um, my second cap against... Um, my second cap against... <laughs> Uh, against uh, what they call Canada, yeah. Canada in Canada. So that's my second cap. Played all all game. Um, so I started. I don't even know. I can't remember who's uh, who's uh, going to start me. Um, and then it was Scotty. Ah, oh, was it Scotty? The hooker, Bolt. Bolt. Scotty played with me. Scotty lost night. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm so rubbish with <laughs> it. Uh, so Scotty Lawson, come on, and I'm I'm going to do my my. My signature pick through the middle of the rock, which is called the green ball, right. uh, which I left the goal, so that's what they kind of call it. So the green ball in the middle of the rock. So I'm there, so it's probably maybe about two minutes to go to the game, so we just need to pick and go pick the ball. And I was like, ah, I see a spot, I'm going to go for it. No, there wasn't, the fullback was up on the line because he was going to put pressure on it, whatever it was. And there was pre- I seen that, like, a clear one, I'm, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. So I'm talking to myself, I'm like, I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. Scotty Lawson's looking at me going, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, so I end up picking the ball at the back of the ruck and I went to pick it to go. Yeah. And he gets me in a headlock. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I turned around and, and this is only my second cap. <laughs> my second cap. I'm, I'm like, I've not got that many caps in my belt. And Scotty, I don't know how many, he's got probably about 40 odd in this time. Yeah. And then I just turn around and punch him in the face. <laughs> punch him in the face. So I could have potentially get a, a red card for punching my, my own player in the, the face. <laughs> the only guy ever to punch his own teammate in the face. So I punched him in the face. And I was like, I don't ever take it. Was, I don't know why, but I just I just smashed him. After it, because um, his name at the time, um, the coach, uh, um, Fern, yeah. he came up to me and he's like, go away. Um, and he was like, "Did you uh, did you punch me in the face?" And I was like, "Well, you told me to express myself, didn't you?" So I just <laughs> did. I punched him. That was, that's what it was. And he, obviously, he just he just couldn't hold himself in. So he obviously fucking only laughed. And then next week I was dropped. Next week I was dropped. So um, so I so so, so I've never that again. I've not punched any of my players again. So. <laughs> but all the things that really kind of stands out. Yeah. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to find footage of that match to see. I think I'll try and dig that out later. See if we can find the actual video footage because that sounds absolutely golden. I think I think they tried. I don't know. Did somebody say that? Somebody said they did look for it. But it right. was really hard to see because it, it was quite. I think it was potentially like the dire seconds of the gate. I don't I don't know. It, I could be wrong, but they did. I think it was a wee guy at the time um, that tried the the guy done the. The kind of footage stuff he, he kind of looked out but I think it was potentially the angle you couldn't really see right, it as right. good yeah. you see I think you actually see me going and like <laughs> it was like you see my elbow coming up and just shooting down because um, <laughs> I remember seeing it because I, I remember being actually in the, the physio room at the time and he brought it up to me because I was getting my, my ear syringed I had a lug and I was getting it syringed and he actually talked to me and said God look at this I found it I found it and he said, you can just see your, your arm kind of shooting up and then shooting back down. But the rest of the tour, the rest of the tour, Scott, he was just, he wouldn't speak to me. <laughs> he, absolutely me. he absolutely hated me. He didn't speak to me for the rest of the tour. Um, and even even now, like, even when we do meet up or whatever, when I see him, he's just, uh, he's, he's just, he's not that kind of, the guy, that, that same guy that he was when I met him at the, my first cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you remember that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I remember. It was funny. It was funny. Um, uh, just, just a few uh, like quick, quick fire. I won't keep you much longer. Um, but that's been amazing. Um, usually we do a few quick fire with people we've had on. Um, who's the best best player that you've played with in your career so far? Leonie uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Second row, Glasgow. Yeah, 100%. Such a great guy. It uh, doesn't matter how much money he was paid. Obviously, he was going to pay the fortune probably to uh, racing, but never changed one bit. Um, loves his family. Loves God. He just died. Such 
Um, best player you've played against? Best player I've played against? Oof. Um, as in proper, just genuine player. I suppose, yeah, uh, I suppose it'd be interesting to hear who's like the, the toughest propping opponent you faced. Um, I'm going to say eventually uh, used to play for Munster Bull guy used to play for Munster South African boy um, Buta so, yes that's yeah. it because the way the way he kind of the way he hit he was just he was really hard to really hard to judge yeah. so you either you either go on good or you you, uh, you screwed you. So he was a good he was a good um, he was a good um, good prop as a player wise. I'm going to say best player. I'm not going to lie. I don't actually watch rugby. I'm not a big rugby fan. Um, I just um, playing against. I'm trying to think of guys' names. Just say, oh, have you ever played against someone who, like for Scotland, for instance, who is sort of like ter- like he he sort of terrifies players. Um. Again, I'm not I'm not that kind of guy that get terrified. I always see the challenge. Right, honest, right. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm not like it's it's just doesn't even really like everybody say, Oh yeah, but there's there's always gonna be a weakness. it's not something I know people say, Oh, he's like who's that clown uh played for Barrow, um played, played for England he's he's heavy into the speaking and all that kind of stuff. And he said, Oh, there's one of the um Islander boys that played for Leinster or whatever, Leicester. Yeah. And um, he, he, he just hits and he was scared when he was running that and all this kind of thing. But no, I, I always always see it as a challenge. I don't really... It's, I'm, I'm not scared of any, anybody. <laughs> I mean, no, I know it's, quite, it's quite weird to say, but I'm, it's just not that... I'm, I'm not that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But different if you're in the up and you're going to fight somebody, I think that's a different kind of scaredness. But when you're in the, when you're in the rugby field, because the amount of fights I've had Working in a bar, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but that's why I think it's actually that's why I don't think a fight in a rugby park scares me or tack on something that actually scares me. Interesting. Yeah. No. 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 It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I just the last okay. one in the in the current context, out of kind of like uh, guys you've you've played with and room with and whatnot. Who would you currently least like to spend your lockdown with? Least likely. Yeah. Who, um, who would annoy you the most? Uh, who would annoy me? Well, you would. Have, there's, there's a few things that I would pick. So Johnny Gray probably sleeps too, too much. He what? He what? Sorry. Johnny. Johnny Gray, like he would always be in his bed. Okay. All right, John Welsh. He's a massive snorer, so like, like that would just irritate me. Yeah. And probably somebody fit and, and, and always likes to train. So somebody like Pete Hall or something like that because he would always want to train. Oh, <laughs> he would yeah. always... And that, that would just kill me. <laughs> um, but, but it would just... It would just be like, no, no, you're all right. You're all right. Him or Hugh Jones because Hugh Jones... Eh, not Hugh Jones. Um, Lee Jones because he's always kind into yoga or because he's missing his going into yoga um, or that. So they're always like, like hardcore training. Right. But people would annoy me at... I mean, I can't really say that because then they're blah. Or I actually know they don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, probably that. Another, another, another kind of swing to that is potentially people I do like to shoot me with, and that would be VP Nell um, from Edinburgh. Yeah. I'd been him like chopping like chunks. We just we're so. I say the right job, geez. We're just so, like, alike, it's unbelievable. Right. We're just so alike, it's unbelievable. We, we always room with each other. So, um, if there was anybody that would like to share this lockdown with, it's probably him. 
Oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you that. <laughs> um, Gordy, mate, that was absolutely awesome. Thanks so much for being so so generous with your time. Um, be- best of luck with the rest of the lockdown. Hopefully, we get to see some some rugby sooner rather than later. Perfect, perfect. Hopefully, I can get a cat for Northampton. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, cheers. cheers buddy. Thanks, thanks very much. Bye. Bye bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.